Welcome back to the Nitty Gritty, folks. We're excited to be back. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and a very, very Happy New Year. We are back for episode 123 with Mr. Scott Schwab. It was good to be back. It was good to be back. The break was nice. I'm not going to lie. The break was almost too nice where I forgot we had (laughs) Yeah, we both almost forgot that we had a podcast today. But every time a holiday comes, we get a few weeks off. I'm like, why are we still doing the podcast? Like... I just kind of want to be done. Yeah. And then we come in and do one like today's and it's like, I love doing the podcast. Yep. Like this, this one, we say they're all special because a lot of them are. Yeah. And this one was no different. Scott, entrepreneur, great story. But honestly, where we go into, I mean, this guy's gone from door to door to moving pipe in the field, like irrigating fields as a farm boy in Rexburg, Idaho. To writing curriculum and then becoming accredited a full and then on buying university. a university and being a partner and owning a, an accredited university yep. to now he sells drugs. <laughs> so, no, I'm just kidding. So now his he is a partner in a company called Met Naturals, which is very into the hemp and CBD space. And, you know, I think it is a very, very um, timely conversation because oh, we yeah. all know about CBD now or we all have heard of it. I think, I think, but still I think we know enough to stigma. be dangerous though, which is yeah. to your point, the stigma, like right. we know enough that we kind of think we know, yeah. but we don't really understand we how it works or where it comes from. And so we dismiss it. Right. So like for me personally, this was awesome because to honest, I haven't spent a lot of time researching or looking into anything CBD, right? right. Just never have. Um, you just assumed it was a form of marijuana. Nope. I think a lot of people do. So I didn't ever do that. I've just never thought, oh, I need something different. Right. So it wasn't that I dismissed it from the sense that it was like, oh, you I was just like, didn't really know how it could benefit. Yeah, you. I was like, oh, I have ibuprofen. I'm good. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? But I like have the pills that destroy my stomach liner. I'm good. Yeah, for real. But like listening to him talk and how like meticulous and scientific he is and everything that they do, it's like, oh. And the breakdown of the plant, yes, what it does for you, like that the, there's CBD, like CBNA, everything inside of your CBD. body. It's fascinating. I promise you by the end of this episode, you're going to want to be buying It'll some be of snorting this stuff. CBD. I mean, as, as I hold <laughs> like the oil in my hand that I can't wait to go home and take, right? Let's put a drop in our mouths right now together. <laughs> but yeah, I know Scott was awesome. And he gave us a code. So code nitty gritty all undercase no yeah. cap no cap no cap <laughs> i just learned that from you yep then you're gonna you get 10 percent off any of your order and i promise you you're gonna want to use it yeah i think i think you're right he really breaks down the different products the way that they grow it the difference between this and like thc and marijuana well and how to use it and if if you and use how it, it on helps you kids and all the different things anyways it's fascinating and it's definitely well, worth looking into at least. And what makes this even better is the delivery. Like this is a, spe- he's a special guy. For sure. Really like happy, energetic person, kind, great story. And I know there's more to his story that we didn't even get to. Like yep. he's been through some things, had a sister pass away of an opiate problem, which really kind of motivated him to get into this natural space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're really going to like the person but sure. the product that has come from his work is pretty cool. So, yeah, we will. Oh, and we will be doing a oh, yeah. giveaway on our, with Met Natural on, our, on Instagram. our Instagram today. 
whatever day today is you're listening. Which is Monday the 24th of January. <laughs> there you go, Brent. He wanted us to say that. Um, Andrew will be on a beach that day. But he's Hawaii. giving us like a big... A full starter pack. Which like is a, kind of a big deal. It's like I, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it's worth a lot of money. Style. So this is something you'll want to win. So yep. come check out our Instagram. Go to our Instagram to see what the giveaway entails. And, um, and, and if you don't win the giveaway, buy some stuff, get some discounts from our code. Yep. And what we would really love is if you do try some of this stuff over I the next hear few about months. It. Yeah, we really want to hear. I think we're both really interested to hear how this helps people. So if you have something, that, genuinely whether it's sleep it or pain or inflammation or your wife doesn't like you, <laughs> um, if the CBD helps, we want to hear about it. So we love you. We're happy to be back. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week. Welcome back from Christmas break. Happy New Year. We have a new episode. And you're going to thank us by the end of this episode because everyone's going to be feeling better, doing better, sleeping better. We have Scott Schwab, entrepreneur, educator, author, all of the above. Just a good dude. So, Scott. Happy, good energy. Yeah. Just a nice guy. I had to go chase him down in the parking lot (laughs) to get him in here. So, it's not like this was scheduled. It was just... We had a podcast. I was like, oh, we should go find someone. Some dude was just walking down the street. And I was like, hey, you, come on in. Kept walking into the cabinet (laughs) store next door. This isn't a barbecue joint. (laughs) No, but Scott, thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, oh, man, so many fun stories. I want to learn a little bit about you first. Because um, when you read like your bio, it talks a lot about uh, growing up in Idaho. Mm -hmm. So talk to us a little bit about like what growing up was like for you. Yeah, Thank you so much. So I grew up in a little town, Rexburg, Idaho, and it's unique. Beautiful. Yeah, it has. Freezing. <laughs> it has, you know, a junior college there at the time when I was growing up. And like, that was kind of your life. Yep. Like everything revolved around the college and, you know, a small community, faith-based community. And so uh, for me, it was perfect. I yeah. didn't know any different, right? Sure. That since I've, you know, kind of grown up and, and left the, uh, the, I guess, the nest, um, I really have tried to define myself in a lot of different ways, but my roots are always in Idaho. Yeah. Like, I, I really love Idaho. Idaho, Idaho people love Idaho. <laughs> it's kind of I, like Texas and South, Southern California people. Yes. Hold on. Yes. It's not... Hold on. That's you. Did you say Texas? <laughs> yeah. No, they're not that crazy. <laughs> Nobody's that crazy. <laughs> Texans are way too into Texas. But but you're right. No, I don't like so I definitely talk like I grew up there, but I would never live there. You ever. have you have a SoCal sticker on your truck. What? I just didn't. <laughs> are you serious? No, I don't. It's HB, okay? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, you were so confused for a second. You were like, like, hold on, what? Did you put that on there? (laughs) I've done that to people. I put stickers on people's cars all the time. That would have been clever. Sorry, sorry. So growing up in Idaho, I mean, was your parents entrepreneurs? Like, Was that kind of bred inside of you growing up? Yeah, my dad is, okay. and uh, he was a physical therapist, but continued to open, you know, multiple clinics. Okay. And so I got to see his process, and um, he's also a very, very hard worker. Like, I've never known anybody that can run at such a high level for as long as he does. And I think by nature, I've kind of wanted to do that and be like that. I've learned to work smarter over the years, sure. but like, I was a 
blazing glory. Like uh, we got jobs moving pipe and like I was the worst pipe mover, but I was like running through the fields, breaking off pipe, breaking off sprinklers. But like over time, I really enjoyed the work and I never really wanted to be a farmer, so to speak, just because I was like, man, these days aren't for me. You know, I can't move pipe all day and I can't, you know, do spud harvest every year and all of these. So you say you could do it. So you did it. But then it's like, yeah. 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 And so I always wanted to move on and start businesses and really got into tech. But I mean, my roots really like I know a lot of people are appreciative of where they come from. But I had such a simple-based life. I mean, it was just simpler back then by nature. For sure. But it's just, you know, I really appreciate my growing up years and my parents. My mom, she was a stay-at-home mom, and she also did substitute teaching. And so that's where the learn, the love for learning came from. Okay. Uh, because she was always trying to get us to learn different things, memorize different things. And she's like, uh, repetition is the mother of all learning. That was always what was kind of bred into us. Very cool. So what so. brought you down to you? Utah then? Yeah, great question. Um, so I used to do summer sales. Okay. Uh, funny enough, I never did it through like college. I was always like, that's a scam. I'm not doing anything like that. It was. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, Hopefully uh, everyone knows I did it for nine years. Don't, <laughs> don't get offended. It was a joke. Um, but I was at Boise State and uh, that's where I finished up my uh, college and this guy's running me down. And I'm like, what do you want, dude? And it uh, was a guy, fellow Idahoan, just a really neat guy, Ryan Roach. But he was like, hey, come out with us. And I'm like, I already got a job at Pulte Homes. Like, I'm leaving literally in two weeks yeah. to start my job. And that's right when the housing market crashed. Oh, okay. And so when it crashed, I was in Vegas and we had a little family and we were like, we're going to go under. And so I called Ryan and he's like, come on out with us. And kind what of the rest was is his first line. Oh, okay. So my first year was their last year. So I was going to say, <laughs> wow. Perfect time to get involved. Yeah, yeah exactly. Stock options and all of this stuff. <laughs> Back end was awesome. No, none of that actually happened. But um, <laughs> it did get me into the industry. Yeah. And I really saw an area of life that I wanted to improve upon because I want to be able to be that person that can make a friend within 30 seconds. Yeah. And that's really about the time you have on the door to get somebody to trust you, like you, have confidence in your message. And so um, I look at the door-to-door time as, you know, some of my best years, but uh, there's definitely a time where you've got to say goodbye to, you know, the old you or, you know, something you cut your teeth on and uh, start something How many years did you do it? I did it for seven years. Wow. Where'd you go after First Line? So I started at First Line, went to Pinnacle. Okay. Was at Pinnacle for a couple of summers. And then I went into pest control. Uh, and I, I didn't enjoy the pest control cell as much as I did the security. So I went back to security and finished at Vision, which is now North Star. Yeah. Who are you with at Pinnacle? Um, so I was out of Rexburg. It was Moses Hawkins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I worked at Pinnacle for nine years. You did? Yeah. I was at Pinnacle too. What? I we were. I think we we're all the. Is, yeah, and around that the same Warners? time. Yeah. Yeah. So that, Scott's my cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was a partner with yours early on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, he still is. I mean, he's still a okay small partner in this, but yeah, okay, he's still a partner. Cool. Yeah, the Warners they were epic, especially Trey. Yeah, he's like, special. I, if I see Trey, I just start laughing. <laughs> I want to see. Let's see. My last summer with Trey. Was it the summer? So two thousand. 
was my last summer with Trey. We did like Jersey, Chicago, Detroit all in the same summer. So right when he was leaving Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. That's when oh, it that's all funny. crashed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And all An alarm crashed. saved us. <laughs> I mean, really. They, oh, for they sure. Did for me. It did for I me. I bought a house eight months before that happened. Yeah. And it was worth Well, I mean, look at what it's done. You can make fun of it as much as you want, right? But it's, oh, yeah. it's built some pretty incredible people and businesses that have come from the people that have, you know, right. started that way. I tell every single person, like, you need to at least try it. Yeah. Like, you won't have a better life training than a summer. And if you make money and you're good at it, then there's not going to be a better way to get your life jump started. And if you're not good at it, well, then you learned quickly that you're not good at it. But you, <laughs> right. But you learned, you know, some yeah. valuable skills. For sure. I think everyone should try it. You know, the crazy part is, so I've got a daughter that is graduating high school and she's wanting to go out. Hold on. You have a daughter graduating high school? There ain't no yeah. way. Yeah. Started when I was Rexburg, 12. Rexburg, Rexburg, <laughs> dude. It's like Heber, where I grew up. You know, they start having kids young. <clears throat> yeah, we 14, started 15. We started young. You know, I uh, got back from some church service and, you know, immediately thought I was going to start my family. <laughs> and like my wife and I, we just immediately started into having kids. And so we've been married 19 years in July wow. and our daughter will be 18 in July. Wow. Yeah. So that's, I would have never have guessed that. Yeah. Wow. And I've Girls got, clean up, man. If they're good. If they're good at door to door, Ugh. oh man, it's it's such an advantage. It's weird though to see her come back and tell me what her manager or her recruiter is telling her because oh. I'm just like, I need to meet with this guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, no. I'm fine with you doing some of these things, but like I'm gonna meet with him and I'm approving this before you take off. And she's like, Well, in July I am 18. And I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> you won't pull that. So we we banter back and forth. Like she's one of my best friends. Like just That's such awesome. a cool girl. And she'll do well. Right. But we gotta get mom on board. And for me to feel that, I've gotta go and meet this guy and be like, okay. Yeah. Like, I know how to recruit, so right. let's just cut through right. all of and that. And kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have guns. Yeah. I've been to jail before. I'll go back. <laughs> oh, hey, let's do that. Let's let's go down that rabbit hole. Uh, so when did your like entrepreneur journey start? Like, yeah. did you start something while you were at school up in Boise? Did you wait till after the summer sales game? Like, when did that whole thing, like, when did you actually start to, you know, like your first business, what was your first experience there? Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of during the college time, I was working, building log cabins and I would just kind of sub myself out doing like tasks. Like there's the chinking and the caulking that happens within the cabins. And I just did you really that. Really overpronounced that L. Right. That's pretty good. <laughs> I think you you need to have more fun with that. <laughs> well, I generally do, but it's professional today. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I did that during college. And so those were some of my first experiences was kind of being an entrepreneur, okay. like being on job sites where people would be like, Hey, can you help me with this? Or, Hey, can you do that? And that was really the fire like that started. But, uh, when I graduated from Boise state, like I'm thinking this is the Harvard of the West <laughs> Boise state. <laughs> But he's serious. But he's not kidding. Somewhat serious. Sounds like somebody from Boise State. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I going through my business classes, I was thinking, well, I should know how to start a business. And I didn't have a clue. Sure. And so really my first kind of like uh, dip in my toe into something <clears throat> is I started writing curriculum. 
And I wrote it uh, in a way to where I'm like, okay, I want to project this in form of content with what I'd want to know to start a business. So it was my research. so interesting. And put into a program that we built called Business Plan University. Calking to curriculum. (laughs) That should be your book. Or at least a chapter in your book. (laughs) I agree with that. Right? I mean, but that's really interesting because to write that curriculum at that moment, you're basically just writing what you, like you said, like what you want to learn. So that's... How did you have any idea? That, how that's to write what I'm saying. Them? And how did you even have the idea to? Yeah. I need to learn this, so I'm going to write a book about what I need to learn. Well, you'll learn something about me. Everything I start, I generally suck at. Right. Well, <laughs> hey, so, don't we all? So I started like really pretty shoddy, and like just had like my mom help me, and like other entrepreneurs help me, and so. It was kind of cool to be around like that really energetic group of people who started doing door to door because a lot of these lessons that I was learning was like how to grow an office, how to be a regional manager, how to like function as a business within a business. And then to take that outside of that entrepreneur experience and say, no, I want to be an entrepreneurship or I want to be an entrepreneurship. And so ultimately it was a, a, a exercise that honestly took four years. And so I had started writing curriculum. We built that curriculum into a learning management system where people could write their business plan in in real time, but then have like a living document that they could change at any time. It wasn't some 30-page report. It was just right there in like a learning management system, kind of like Canvas, where you could pull whatever elements you wanted, marketing plan, whether it was your competitive analysis, your financials, all of that was just a living document. And so... So did you create that tech to do that? Or was your business the actual curriculum? Both. So uh, I started with the idea of, hey, I'll write all this out. But then um, I... And now the and was it all like how to do a business plan? Is that like the curriculum was like this, these are the steps to writing a business plan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so we ran with that for uh, I don't know four years. We got accredited in 2010, which was important to me because I didn't want it just to be my opinion. So we went through this process of accreditation with the NWAC at the time, um, but they were like, "This sucks. This isn't good enough. You need to develop this out. You need to like if you're going to have a pedagogy pedagogy of delivery of this education, you need to write it with tests and with quizzes. And so really like over that four year period was just us kind of like iterating. And then by 2010, we started the accreditation process. 2011, we finally went live with that accreditation and it's been accredited ever since. But you didn't lose focus when they told you to go back to the drawing board and you did use a word called pedagogy. I've never heard that in my whole life. It's a fun word. I That's say an it awesome every day. word. I was like, obviously he's good at what he does. You know, it's that <laughs> word. But I mean, was that kind of deflating to hear that? Absolutely. Like you're probably really proud of what you did. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Four years building it and then some academic who's never done it before Douche. told you. Yep. <laughs> Just like Just because they have a PhD next to their name. Right. Yeah, it, it was but, a hard, it was hard, dude. It, yeah. it was really, really hard because you go into something you don't know anything about <clears throat> and the advice that you're getting back is so stodgy and so almost like you can't do this. You're not an educator. Right. And I'm a stubborn guy. So I was like, I will do this. I will figure this out. 
And we did it. Yeah. And uh, it was the most challenging thing I've ever done. All of that writing, I'm not necessarily by nature a writer. I've become that in some ways, but ultimately the accreditation process, it's multiple years. It's all of these like check-ins and external reviews and third-party validation. It was really, really challenging, but I mean, it, it was where I started, you know, my real career. So with the accreditation, what was it? Was it they counted it like a certain amount of hours that could go towards some some more degree, like higher education, or yeah. like what was it? Yeah, initially it was really just kind of like a certif- certificate, certification. Okay. So they would say, okay, you've uh, shown that you have competency in this area. It was post-secondary, so it wasn't for K through 12, but ultimately it could fit into programs. <clears throat> Fast forward to today, it maps perfectly with programs. But back then, you know, 2008, 9, 10, when we were kind of getting going, we didn't fit anywhere because educators were like, hey, we'll do it the way that we're doing it. And this was kind of also the adoption of many of the college's programs around entrepreneurship and pitch tests or pitch contests and things like that, where like, I wished I would have had that back from 02 to 06 when I was in college. Yeah. Because like, I never got to pitch my ideas and I never got to do these things. And, you know, part of it was probably where I went to college, but another part of it is just... But um, I I love education from the perspective of knowledge and learning and not necessarily, hey, it has to be this process. Mm -hmm. That's... So yeah, we'll chat after because I'm working on something very similar and it's just awesome. the annoyance of butts and seats, like hours. That's all, that's like their number one thing. It's like, but if I can teach you in one, what he's going to teach you in 40, wouldn't you much rather just do it in one? Yep. But no, they don't. It's they, not what the unions want, yeah. Andrew. So it's very true. So did you bring on someone from formal education to help you do that? Yeah. So uh, luckily enough, my mom, you know, she's been in education for quite some time. She's got a master's and then my brother. And uh, he was one that I brought on initially. Funny enough, kind of kept it a friends and family round, but my mom was my first investor. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was pretty cool to have her do that. She had some inheritance and she's like, hey, I believe in you. And it was important for me at that age to know that my parents believed in me and really wanted to see me succeed. And so, you know, we launched really the writing side of Business Plan University in 2008, but in 2010 was really where it started. Okay. Fast forward to today, it's called Bottega and Bottega University. In 2018, we bought a university that was an online university called New Charter University. And we went through a three-year, two-year, three-year process of changing that accreditation over. There's called substantive changes where you have to change everything about mission, you know, address, you know, ownership, all of those things. It's a formal process that literally takes years. And I'm like, why are we not innovating in our schools? Well, I can tell you a portion of it is accreditation. For sure. It's so hard to let go. You know, this has nothing to do with your industry that you're discussing, but I always talk about this with car sales. You know, you ever notice how when you go and buy a car, I mean, you're signing a novel. I mean, the amount of paperwork. I mean, we do everything with tablets now with screens, like, but, for some reason, they just don't want to leave legal, you know, three foot tall, you know, quadru- what are the quad duplicate, whatever it's called. 
it's so funny how what the area or the industry that's supposed to be teaching mm-hmm. people is still just so behind. Okay. <laughs> well, the joke is like if someone from 200 years ago got dropped in our time, the only thing they would recognize is education. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true because nothing has changed oh that's hilarious everything else is i mean imagine them seeing a phone or a computer cars right but they'd go to school and be like oh yeah this feels good yeah. <laughs> i'm in my safe place you go put the apple on the teacher's yeah. desk oh, thank you yeah, that's exactly right i mean you're you're right and it's that's why i tell people it's sad like I mean, how many countries are still doing four-year programs yeah. in their universities? I, I was on a mission in Chile, and I would run into Americans all the time down there doing their degrees because they could do their degree in two years. Yep. This is a you know not quite a third-world country, at least in the part I was at, but this was 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what? It's it's nuts to me. I mean, it's it's a racket, though. I mean, that's what it is. It's. You can pay us forty grand to go to high school again for two years, and then we'll teach you what you want to learn. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It is. So, currently, do you offer more than? I mean, you've probably expanded what you offer outside of just biz. So, do you have like full like? I don't know if is it a degree that you offer yeah. now? Yeah, multiple degrees and okay. even an MBA, and it's really? been a lot of fun being a part of like the transition because New Charter University existed with many of these programs. What Bottega was in 2016 was taking everything that we learned at Business Plan University, Hoodoo University, and pulling that into one direction, which was tech. And so we were a boot camp, very similar to like a Dev Mountain. Right. And that's what we launched in 2016. And then again in 18 made that purchase. But now we're really heavy in tech. So computer software, uh, computer science, you know, software development, front-end development, mobile development. That's an area that we're really strong in. And then we also have communication, criminal justice, and some of these other types of degrees that in an online setting, you really can thrive very well in it. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you doing anything to be cutting edge that way, to be more efficient, to offer degrees that don't take as long? Yeah. How does that all work? Yeah. Great question. I think our our biggest innovation is, and I can't take credit for this, uh, one of the partners is brilliant. His name's Jordan Hudgens, but he's developed this learning management system that is behavioral in nature, but also watches keystrokes. It also watches like the AI side and, you know, some of that deeper learning type stuff where, hey, I'm on a screen and I haven't moved my mouse for X amount of minutes, right? You need a break. And so in learning, we've got to be able to start delivering data to the student or to the user. Because wow. if, if you just push and knock your head against the wall over and over again, you're not learning a principle. Right. Like all you're doing is you're just catching it into your mind, but it's never going to enter into your subconscious. And so that, that learning model that's at Bottega, specifically for software development, what we've proven or our thesis has been how quickly can you get a software developer up to speed to be able to work 
as a developer. Because wow. people come out of a boot camp in 12 weeks having a basic knowledge. Yeah. But what we did is in that 600 hours, gave them true qualifications wherein they go into a job and they're ready to set up a, no, a network. They have their repository or can set up a repository, access to the different files that are going to be shared. So they're getting by the like company. real work experience. Correct. Instead of just sitting there. Yeah, correct. Droning on learning. Answering I mean, multiple choice questions. Yeah. Because it's more efficient, they're taking, they have to spend the time, I'm sure, because that's, you know, 600 hours, whatever you said. Yeah. But at least they're doing it while getting some experience, which that's how you learn, right? You learn by doing. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, you're right so on. So it's kind of a way to beat the system while still being in, in the, the system. system. You got to play with, you got to play in their sandbox. Yeah. Yeah. And it's becoming less and less, but a lot of companies have been like, hey, I want a degree plus whatever else you have, plus experience. And that's where it all starts, right? Like, who gives a crap what the university wants? If all these companies will stop caring so much about the stupid piece of paper, like, which I feel is happening. Sure. Yeah, maybe outside of the, like, lawyer and doctor stuff. I mean, that's different, but we've got to get rid of the whole degree thing and make it more about certifications, well, yeah, it's like right? it's like your body of work. Was, well, yeah, what and, can you do? And if I come in and I can do, I'm really into it, and I can get a certification in half the time that this person does because maybe I'm smarter or I'm motivated or more motivated. Like I shouldn't have to wait X amount of semesters and X amount of credit hours to be able to get that piece of paper, that certification. Well, the numbers yeah. are crazy. It's like a fourth of the people that graduate are actually work in the field that they major in. I bet it's less right now, you know, and like the student loan debt they're coming out with is just scary. Yeah. Like, and so, yeah, we're going to have some fun chats off, off the mic. Love it. So it sounds exciting. It is exciting. You're you can disrupt come. No. education. <laughs> you would love it. I'd rather talk about CBD. <laughs> <laughs> Take us there. Segway. Segway. <laughs> well, it, it is an interesting segue. I'm fascinated by, it's so funny because you don't seem like an academia type of person, right? Yeah. But the fact that you basically just created your own curriculum and you weren't very old, right? Mm-mm. I mean, I know you had seven kids, <laughs> but. <laughs> 23. <laughs> yeah, so six or seven kids. Yeah. So uh, I think that that's fascinating. And you stayed in it. And when academia pushed back, you didn't let it affect you. It probably fueled you even more. Yeah. It's wild. Like it, you just, it, it, that industry or industry is probably the wrong word. That world doesn't seem to suit the person that's sitting in front of me. Right. Yeah, totally. Never judge a book by its cover. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, summer sales to that. And now. Hemp. <laughs> you probably needed it after all that damn you, writing. You betcha. Like, I need to calm down. Oh you my betcha. gosh. I can't see straight anymore. And somebody's like, I have just the thing. So, so segue into that. I mean, what you've done with this university is so cool, but where did the, yeah. where did the CBD and the hemp come from? How did that start? Yeah. Is that the next thing or it are we is. skipping something? No, no. You, I mean, I dabble in little things like all of us do, but to be honest Writing with curriculum you. Writing <laughs> curriculum and starting colleges. Sure. Yeah, we all, I, yeah, I've done that. So, um. We watch videos of people crashing on waves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were watching YouTube when he came in. We're children. Anyways, go ahead. Um, no, uh, thank you. Um, 
So a friend brought it to me, and um, after being in education for you know nearly 10, 10 plus years, it, it was there was a toll on me. Oh, I'm sure. And so in 2019, a friend of mine is like, you look miserable. And I'm like, I am totally (laughs) miserable. Thank you. Uh, And he said, you really need to look at this industry. He's like, you're a farm kid. You probably know farmers. And I'm like, yeah, I know farmers. And he's like, I want you to introduce me to some farmers who could grow hemp. And I'm like, hey, listen, I ain't involved in this no marijuana stuff that you're doing. And so like, that was my response. I'm like, Satan. I just said, I immediately thought because of my days being a dare uh, ambassador, you know, (laughs) basically is pretty important. So um, I still know the songs and stuff, but immediately when I heard hemp, I thought marijuana. Sure. And I I think everyone does. They do. And so I started doing my research on the farm bill and how in 2018, they removed hemp and the cannabinoids that grow from hemp from the controlled substance list. As long as THC is below 0.3, it is legal. Okay. Let's simplify what you just said. What is, I mean, at the core level, what is the plant? I mean, everyone just l- thinks of marijuana and just thinks it's the green leaves, right? That you see the plants. Yeah. So explain maybe the plant, like what are the different parts of it? Yeah, great question. So you've got the root ball. Ultimately, that's down in the ground. You're never going to really see that until you pull it up. But that's where a lot of nutrients are. It does matter the type of strain you get or the type of seed you have. So one of the failures or challenges that happened in Utah is when they adopted the bill and in 2019 started their grow uh, scenario or their grow year, 70% of the seeds that were sold into Utah <clears throat> were already defective, meaning they either had too much THC wow. in them or they just didn't have high um, high like growth. And why did that happen? Just, they didn't know what they were doing. Someone kind of suckered them into it. Mormons needed a little. (laughs) We're going to chill that state out a little bit. I I think it was a combination of a couple different things because of the legalization, it became a gold mine and everybody's jumping in and everybody from marijuana is saying, Hey, listen, maybe I'll take a step out of like the, uh, industry that I'm in and I can be a consultant and everybody's a consultant. They're showing up and they don't ever take off their sunglasses in there in a meeting. (laughs) And I'm like, what's going on? You guys are way nicer than the cartels. (laughs) But um, I, we, we got taken ourselves, <clears throat> okay. you know, because cannabis has really two different types of plants. Cannabis can be marijuana, and it's going to grow very high levels of THC. And that's where that psychoactive high is going to come from. Another cousin is hemp. And hemp grows a similar type of a cannabinoid profile, but THC is like so low. It's so minimum. But you've got high levels of CBD, and then you've got other minor cannabinoids like CBN and CBG. And there's over 113 identified cannabinoids. What's a cannabinoid? So a cannabinoid is what happens with the receptor. Um, Your receptors, CB1 and CB2, is a pathway reception that's going to take cannabinoids that are naturally found nutrients in plants or phytocannabinoids. So it, it comes from the plant, and then the plant utilizes individual cannabinoids, or we'll call them nutrients in this case, and transmits them to the body 
the body's endocannabinoid system, all of us have it. We all utilize that for different functions or areas in which we are low in. So like people that suffer from sleep, they would do very well using a CBN type of, of a product. Overall wellness and immunity, you'd want to take a CBG. But CBD has gotten so much attention. Everybody's right. like, just give me the CBD. And I'm like, it's not just about that isolated nutrient right. or that isolated cannabinoid. You really need the profile. And so when you're looking at a marijuana plant, small, kind of stubby, a lot of flower, a lot of leaves. Hemp is going to be more stemmy and stocky. It's going to look, it can look like a Christmas tree, but we have uh, our crop this last year grew nine feet tall and it was really slim and slender. But at the top you had your leaves and your flowers. Okay. And the biggest distinction I tell people is like, you look at the stem and the stalk, that is a perfect product for textiles, for construction, and for a number of things that we could improve upon, even our plastics, right? Eliminate like all of the plastics and make a plastic product out of hemp. It's just, it's biodegradable. It has more strength. Generally, there's less of a carbon footprint, like putting it into concrete. Hemp is un unbelievable. Hemp was like before cotton. Everything was made out yeah. of hemp. I just remember the hemp necklaces, like those, like the well, brown right. hemp necklaces that puka shells and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you got Kenny it. Chesney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I remember watching something that was like before cotton was, you know, became a big crop. Everyone's clothes were made out of hemp. Yep. Everyone like why is all that not ropes, more, like, all... more widely known? Like why is there such marijuana? But like yeah, but like why is there so much misinformation? I'm the, like I'm learning as we go, right? It's like. Why is it not so easy to understand? They're, they're completely different plants. I think it's hard to understand here. I think everywhere else it's probably fine, but here everyone thinks it's marijuana. So everyone freaks out. So I think that's probably a really hard barrier to overcome, at least here. Yeah, it, it, it's been challenging. I, I mean, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it, but at the same right. time, when people are educated, I would tell you that we're a trusting like state or a right. trusting group of people whom, like when they're educated, they're educated. And, you know, now it's their knowledge or their information, whereas other places, they'll hear you out, but they don't necessarily accept it as their truth or as something that they trust in simply just because it's like, yeah, I'll come, I'll, I'll make my decision when I want to make my decision. Right. But that's one but of the my main pain pills and all the stuff I get from my doctor. That's totally okay. Right. Isn't that funny? That right. whole, <clears throat> the way our brains work. It's, it's so <laughs> ironic. And that's really my why. If you want to know like why jump into hemp, you seem like a very like put together person. Why would you go and be in, you know, that industry? Right. And for me, it's like, I know we can disrupt it. I know that we can put in all of the documentation, all of the SOPs and everything from a transparency standpoint so that consumers will know that there's a safe product out there. Right. So that's why we did it. And uh, ultimately, we knew that we could win on the farming side. My partner, he married the farmer's daughter. And so, like, he lives over there in Idaho. The farm's in Nyssa, Oregon, but they're really just across the border from Parma, Idaho to, okay. you know, Nyssa, Oregon. But 
it's an organic farm and we really looked into the soil quality. And so we test everything down to the billionth particle. We don't want heavy metals in there. We don't want herbicides, fungicides, pesticides, like those things, they stay in products. Right. And that's why it's like, no, if we're going to do this, let's do this right. Let's do it pure. So everything we test is through third-party validation. And it's kind of like the back to the accreditation days, right? right. I'm oh, like, gosh. we just got to do all of these things. You're, you're going to hate me. Punish yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go from accreditation to the FDA. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've put everything together in a chain of custody where I can tell you within a square foot where your plant was grown, where your product comes from. Dang. And so, See, and that's the other scary thing about, not scary thing, but it's so hard to know what's good and what's not because there's so much of it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the other, the other challenge is this, dude, is like there are a lot of companies that just are very brilliant with marketing. Oh, for and sure. So they'll buy a label and they'll put CBD all over it. But when you start looking at where that CBD came from, the quality of it, was there mold, which is one of the biggest issues right now with hemp because it's, it has so much moisture in it. If it's not stored right, farmed right, and if it's not, you know, sent, shipped, all of the logistics is done right, you will have mold in that product. I can promise you that. And so we have microbial tests that go with every single one of our batches. And it's showing, hey, there's no mold in this. Because again, back to, we've got to make this something that's consumable in a safe way and not have people pushed away because of some of the early starts or some of right. the other companies that are just doing things differently. The FDA will jump in and it's going to come very soon. I don't know if you saw yesterday Pfizer's announcement. No. Oh. So they're putting $6.7 billion into cannabis uh, medicine development. So that's what they made last month, right? Uh, probably. Not their vaccine. <laughs> probably. So, you know, not a lot of risk there. Yeah. Just a month's worth of revenue. <laughs> But for us, like, again, what we've seen. But that with, sucks, <clears throat> right? In, in some ways, yes. In other ways, no. I guess it legitimizes <clears throat> it, maybe. It does. And, and I'll tell you the other thing that it does. What pharmaceuticals do well, and there's a lot that I don't agree with. So sure. this is what they do well. They test and they have all of the synthesized amounts so that a person can say, I'm going to take one dose and that dose is going to be a teaspoon or what, whatever the re recommended dosing curve is. Right. That's what needs to exist within CBD. Because like some of these experiences that we hear from people, like they take like a vape pen and all of a sudden they're like high as a kite. <laughs> like we hear these stories and it's like, what do you do? Grow up that? people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the idea is this, is like if we can come up with a proper dosing, right. well, then you can solve the challenges of whatever your ailment is, sleep, anxiety, inflammation, pain. Those are all associated with the study of cannabinoids. Right. And so that's what we're trying to do is safe way of delivering these products to people and getting them off of opiates. I lost a sister in 2013 and it was very much driven by the opiates. And so oh, for me, scary. that's my why is like, I can't see another family or group of people go through that scenario of I'm totally addicted. But if you would have known me a couple of months ago, you would have seen the most put together person that you'd ever seen. 
opiates change people. They change sure. their mind, their willpower, their capabilities, and it's just so sad to see that. And in a state where that is a challenge, that's one of the things that we can give back is really getting people off of those medicines and getting them onto something that's natural from the earth. And so that is our why or the company why. So what's, as far as delivery system goes, what's, because I know there's multiple, Yeah. but is there one that's proven to be more effective than others? Yeah. So the, the fastest entry into your system is going to be through your mucous membrane. It's under your tongue and that's going to access yeah, the CB1, CB2 receptors immediately. However, like if you've got topical pain, like the fastest way to get it to the area is actually putting on some type of a topical. Right. Like um, a cream? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we've got some uh, creams and we've got a roll on. We've got a uh, soft gel that's more of a timed release, um, but then the tinctures are probably our, our biggest focus of like delivery. Wow. See, and I've never heard, I'm, pre- I'm really familiar with CBD. Like I've taken it a ton, but I feel like it's all really inconsistent. Yeah. Like some work, some don't. Um, but I've also never heard of the CBN, CBG. I just thought it was all, like you said, I thought it was just all CBD. Yeah. And so why is it inconsistent? Yeah. And he brings up a really good point and you ask a great question. It's farming is different from year to year. Strains are different from year to year. We are lucky enough that we went with a a strain called Bubba Kush and we really had a lot of success with it. And then we propagated our own seeds or grew our own seeds. So we have 18,000 pounds of seeds. So we won't run out of our strain, but it also has to be farmed consistently. And that's where there's so many differences like you're experiencing from batch to batch. You could go with a totally different farm or a totally different provider of your biomass or your oil. And so there does need to be consistency in this industry. And that's an area where we're really committed. Is it all going to move indoors? Is it all, I mean, is that really how, I mean, that's really the only way to, control that right uh yeah yeah i mean dealing with elements and weather and all that yeah the the one thing that's crazy about hemp plants is i've seen them be blown over in a storm and actually even be obliterated by like hail and those plants come back they come back it's the crazy not all of them obviously i don't want to give this unrealistic expectation like it's the super plant of all super plants but it is really dynamic and like i've seen plants that are laid over and they will go back up and it's it's an interesting thing obviously the root wasn't broken uh, in those scenarios but like it's it's an incredible plant how do you not think it's interesting like in this state where a lot of this is fueled by religion, right? And sure. culture. Sure. I mean, let's just talk about God for a second. If we're going to make a plant, you think of the uses from a single plant. Like what plant on earth does more things than hemp? Or, you know what I mean? I, I mean, don't you know can, of it. You can dock a ship with a huge ass rope. Mm-hmm. You can sleep better. <laughs> you can rub it on your body. Like it just does all these different, you can make shoes out of it. You yep. could, I mean... It's really interesting. I, I I wonder if there are any other plants. There can't be, right? Are there any other plants that have that many uses? Uses? 
I don't know of one. I mean, again, from a material, you're getting some of the best material that you could ever get. From the leaves and the flowers, you're getting those essential oils or those nutrient-based oils that have all your terpenes, flavonoids, and all of these cannabinoids that really work with your endocannabinoid system, which, dude, the crazy thing is, is most curriculums in medical school do not teach the endocannabinoid system. And it's like, why in the world would we if not? there's no be- money in it. Correct. So from our perspective, it's an education push. Like we really want people to know like, well, what's an endocannabinoid system? Oh, it's actually a real thing. Right. And then do the research. Our biggest push this year, which is so exciting for us, is to provide DNA-based or genome-based data. Yeah, that'd be cool. For a person. So I take a kit and you swab your mouth. Send it off to a lab, and now you have eight markers that will tell you how you metabolize CBD, how it works with your system. Like, is it disrupting your sleep? Is there alcohol sensitivity? There's all of these factors that, for us, we feel like that's the next step that CBD or the industry of, like, consuming hemp needs to go to. Go ahead. Is there any trace of THC in any of this stuff, or since they're separate plants, like are, are people still worried about like getting some, maybe not a lot. Like, is that, is that a worry? Is that a concern? Yeah. You, you just got to get clarity, right? And a COA or a certificate of authenticity is going to really map that out. We have products that have THC in it and it's below the 0.3 because we want it to be a legalized product. We want it to be on the shelves, which, you know, we have a couple of retailers that take our products, but for us, it's to always make sure that if you're taking a full spectrum product, that it does have the right amount of THC that you're expecting. If you take a broad spectrum spectrum product, you shouldn't expect any THC. It's all been remediated out. And a lot of companies will just take the plant or the oil and they'll remediate out all of the nutrients and everything to an isolated CBD. So it's an isolate, right? A powderized. Well, when you do that, you're missing out on a lot of the other minor cannabinoids like CBN, CBG, CBC, and, you know, all of them and the flavonoids and the terpenes because they're stripping it so much. And so what I tell people is go with the whole plant type of a uh, approach because you're going to pick up other phytocannabinoids that are going to provide you nutrients and a better result than something that's simply been isolated. So let's talk about Ambien. There's something that would help someone get off of Ambien. Absolutely. Yeah. I. Uh, what would it be? So I would recommend a uh, product that has full spectrum in it because THC has the capability to relax and make a person feel at ease and, and restful. You just want to make sure that you're staying below the psychoactive amount because right. you don't want to get high. All you want to do is just rest. Yeah. What if I do? Well, then <laughs> you, <laughs> you got to go get those products. Here's a, here's a copy of the Bubba plant. <laughs> this is called the bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I just thought of a barbecue analogy for this because. Give it to me. Anytime, whoever goes and buys like the Jack Daniels barbecue sauce, yeah. right? It's really no different than what you're talking about because Jack Daniels barbecue sauce really does start with whiskey, mm-hmm. but the alcohol is then cooked out, right? So if you ever eat Jack Daniels ribs at a place or Jack Daniels barbecue sauce, CBD is the same thing. Yep. 
right? You're just taking well, yeah, something Well, yeah, so that, much cooking starts with right. some version of alcohol, right. and it gets Brilliant. cooked out. Rice wine vinegar. I mean, it, all sorts of all sorts of things start yeah. with alcohol. It's a great analogy. And CBD is really the same thing, just with the plant, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, there you go. So, like, why is it so, like, I'm just so confused. And is it just here locally because of the predominant religion? that there's so much misunderstanding around it or do you fight that everywhere? Yeah, we do. Yeah, absolutely we do. It's it, it there's a higher probability that we're going to run into that in Utah. Yeah. Um yeah. but at the same time like we deal with it in Idaho, we deal with it in Washington, Oregon, like California. There are- Washington and Oregon? I don't think so. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> Bunch of hippies? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. It's unknown. Everywhere. It's new. I mean, yep. it's new, right? I mean, and a lot of people are just like, "Oh, it's a different name for you know, pot, weed, whatever yeah. else. And it's, it's not, but yeah. it, it is hard. But here, I mean, it's when I think I was talking to my dad about CBD for something that he was dealing with. And he's just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. You want me to smoke weed? And I'm like, what, <laughs> what? Dad, no, but we that, were talking that, but that's no, it. that's what I'm that's saying. Where that's it goes. real. It's like, I'm not going to take this pill. I might as well just go smoke some weed. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, and the, the reality is, is like, there just it's needs like, yeah, to be. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> yeah, you'd be way more fun. <laughs> there needs to just be better education, right? And sure. uh, education has to come from the standards that are set within the industry of what is what. Yeah. And, and hopefully we can set that. Um, but, you know, truthfully, when we look at hemp and we look at weed and we look at all of the different aspects, like Delta 8's a big one and HHC, there's all of these derivatives that will be coming out. Is that COVID? Is that a COVID variant? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Precisely. Hard to keep up. <laughs> but um, a, a lot of people in the market are going after the 20% that are either comfortable taking it or that have already taken it or that are educated enough. But I would tell you that our approach is to go after the 80%. Right. You know, people who are not comfortable yet. It needs to become Advil. Yeah. It needs to become I, Tylenol. I agree it with you. It needs to become your like... So what are like it's in your medicine cabinet. Just yep. if you have a headache, here you go. So that was my question. So top three products you have yep. and what would they quote unquote replace? Yeah. So peppermint pain cream is going to replace place any type of uh, lotion or anything that you're putting on like for a bang, relief. Freeze, like a Bengay. Like Bengay. Icy yep. hot. Yep. Okay. All of those, it could replace that immediately. But the w- neat thing is, is with that product, and it is our top-selling product, it's our peppermint pain cream, you have over 200 zones within your feet. And if you start putting it on your feet each night, your pathways within your feet are going to deliver a, that through your whole body. So then it comes down to pain and inflammation, which we all have. It reduces those things simply by applying it to the point of pain, like I've got a sore knee, sore back, but then putting it on my feet so that now I've got more of a holistic or whole body relaxation. So that would be number one. Okay. Uh, number two, the soft gels. Um, I, I take the soft gels every morning. Like a gummy? Uh, no, it's just like a capsule. Okay. So it's like with my daily vitamins. Okay. But it gives me the capability to just really be chill throughout the whole day. I'm I naturally more of a like a hey I got to get it done now I got to do this now and I've just noticed that over the past two years I've just really been able to just control kind of that sense of hey it has to be done now and it has to be done on my time. So what would right. that be compared to? Um. So it would be like. Uh, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Um, anything that would be taken for like anxiety. 
Okay. Like anything from an anxiety. Oh, so Zoloft. <laughs> yeah. You're, Isn't that for anxiety? You're uh-huh. actually pretty, yeah. Yeah. pretty well, right and, on. And I mean, that's the thing is there, I think a lot of us would benefit from that, right? Especially with caffeine consumption. Yeah. Like anxiety is that, you know, there's real anxiety, obviously, and we don't want to, you know, I'm not talking about that. Because if you have real anxiety, like diagnosed anxiety, that's different. But people being anxious, that's a real thing. And it, and it is hard to find something to kind of just like, calm you down without like putting you to sleep. Yeah. And I think that that's a really good thing that CBD does. That's something that I've noticed. Yeah. And you're right on. I mean, uh, one customer. So you, so you take it every day. Uh huh. That's part of like a daily vitamin consumption. Yep. yep. Okay. And one of our customers, she's like, listen, when I started your guys's products, I talked to my doctor about it and I worked with my physician and we took my usage of eight, uh, daily, like, pills, medicines. And she's like, I'm down to one. And she's like, it's changed my life. And so it's fun to hear those types of stories. And there's many of those where people are like replacing some of those heavy, you know, medicines. But uh, you're right. I mean, the soft gel, we have somebody that takes it for headaches. And so I would tell you that in certain scenarios, a person is going to be able to absorb that differently. Well, especially a hypertension headache, which a lot of them are that, right? Yeah. I've read some studies recently of, so I talk a lot about ADHD. I have ADHD Uh and I know there's some studies being done with CBD just because, you know, there is a form of ADHD where you are actually like outwardly hyperactive, right? Yeah. That it would help because... You can take CBD with any other combination of, you know, pharmaceutical and it's not going to really react with it, right? It's just going to do its own thing, but it'll be really interesting to see how many different avenues this stuff will be able to help, especially once you get into the DNA testing and really seeing how people like metabolize it. Right. um, I just read something really interesting on your LinkedIn. Hold on. I want to find out what the third one is. Oh, sorry. You're right. We didn't find out what the third, third one product is. is the tincture, oral tincture. And we've got a couple of different flavors, but some people are is that like... an oil? Yeah. Okay. It's an oil under the tongue. But your endocannabinoid system regulates everything from like respiratory to even sleep function, sleep cycles. And so sometimes people mistakenly think, well, if I take a tincture, I'm going to be tired. You won't be tired because your body is just getting going from the day. Could you get sleepy in the afternoon? Yeah, because your body starts to get to the point where it's ready to rest. So, Especially after Burger King for lunch. Right? Right? You're going to sleep. (laughs) Everybody gets, I mean, everybody gets that three o'clock. Yeah. You know, doze off. I mean, that's kind of what started Perk, right? I mean, isn't that kind of the story? Like Mm -hmm. people just kind of hitting that wall at two, three o'clock. I mean, it's pretty normal. Yeah, it is. And so you can utilize. Have you ever had a Whopper? They're delicious. (laughs) Just kidding. You can use, utilize it for sleep. A lot of people use it at night. And a, again, I want to also make sure that we tell everybody that right. like, if you're going to start on some type of a CBD use, don't take like 10 uh, droppers full. Like start <laughs> with like a half. But what if they're bored? Well, that just, just gets kidding. them sick. <laughs> but like uh, we right. tell people, if you want to sleep at night, you know, start with a half type of a dose. And, and that's then, what you'd recommend for someone absolutely. who has like sleep issues. Yeah. And then I would say the same thing for anxiety. Because when you're looking at the CB1 and CB2 receptors and how it transmits with the receptors along the pathway, a lot of it is anxiousness. It's anxiety. Right. It's like, sure. hey, I'm, I'm really tense. CBD is perfect for that. Can you overdose on it? Uh, 
Overdose would be the wrong word I would use. Okay. Can it become ineffective? Yes. Okay. Our studies show that after four milliliters within a day, you really don't gain any more benefit, you know? And do you, does so your body, falls off. does your body to come, to come, become <laughs> dependent? Um, it's not a dependency type of thing as okay. much as it is. It's just like a, uh, like a body cycle. Like if people start taking something and they find that it works, like they're going to continue well, to take that. How many people that. do that with ibuprofen, which is dangerous? Yeah. That's what people don't understand is you take ibuprofen, even if you take it for a week straight, like you are fully attacking your stomach line. Like, like that stuff is, you should take it maybe three to four days at a time tops. And you take a few days off. So if you can take something every day, like you would Advil, or if you would want to take something like Advil every day, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm at the age now where it's like, if I play sports every day, I mean, taking a few Advil really helps. So if you can do that with something natural that doesn't attack your stomach liner, doesn't make you sick. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. But people don't think that if it's over the counter, they think it's safe to take as much as you want whenever you want. Right. And so, I mean, I've taken, I remember the first time I took CBD gummies, my mom was like, just take a couple of these and they'll help you sleep. And I took like, I'm like, whatever. I took six and I was just kind of like, Ooh, I'm tired, (laughs) but not, not, I think I was tired already. It just manifested it. Well, my whole body just like, I think the tension thing is the perfect way to say it because I know that my, like, um, what do you call that? Uh, your cycle, um, REM cycle starts with a C circadian rhythm, like your okay. circadian, like so menstrual th- <laughs> <laughs> grow up, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I have a funny story about that, but I won't say it yet. Um, there's been a couple studies come out that people with ADHD, their circadian rhythm is thrown off. So we're supposed to wake up every morning and do a light cycle, you know, that light therapy yeah, just to kind of like rewire our body to realize that's why we all stay up so late. But what I noticed was when I took that stuff, I was just like, oh man. And it was so easy for me to just go fall asleep. But it wasn't like it was, it wasn't like Ambien where I wanted to get naked and then (laughs) in public and then I fell asleep easy. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It was sure. just a natural, like, it felt like maybe a neurotypical person when it becomes nighttime, their body naturally just feels tired. And it's so like, do you it's take it every night? I haven't just because it, the hard thing for me, like whenever I go to my mom's, which I'm going to Wyoming tomorrow, I always stock back up, but I don't know which ones to get. And that's why I'm really interested in this because there are so many freaking different CBD companies and strip mall stores. Yep. And, and it's like, which one do you freaking buy? Yeah. And so hearing about all this testing and the consistency, like I'm really excited to try, especially learning about the N and the G. I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah. Now, one other thing to kind of say, somebody's singing outside my door right now. That's what it sounds like. Shut up. <laughs> um, I was just reading on your LinkedIn about some studies that they did about the spike proteins and COVID. Yeah. Like, was that scary posting that? Um, so it, it, where it's public now, 
Right. Uh, no. I mean, it's a real study, right? Yeah. It's run by the uh, Oregon State University. Right. And then it was published uh, in the Journal of Medicine. And um, with all of these, Bloomberg posted it uh, a couple of days ago. Oh, see if they posted it. And right. so now I feel very confident. Right. You asked me if I would have posted that a week ago, I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm serious. <laughs> so what is it? So uh, if you take CBGA and CBG, DA, derivatives of CBD and CBG, what you're getting is you're getting two proteins with the spike protein combined rejects the SARS virus attaching to human cells. Yeah, study finds hemp and cannabis compounds block infection of SARS-CoV-2 virus and emerging variants. Researchers affiliated with Oregon State University published a study this week that finds that two cannabinoid acids, CBDA and CBGA, are effective against blocking the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 from entering human cells. Really? Do you sell those things? Yeah. They're in all of our products. Because when you go full spectrum, Uh you now have all of the minors. So, like, if somebody isolates CBD, they don't have CBDA. Right. Right. So CBD alone, it will not have those two combinations. But if you go with full and broad spectrum, you'll have them in both of those because you're keeping all of the plant. Or it says these cannabinoid acids are abundant in hemp and many hemp extracts. They are not controlled substances like THC, the psychoactive ingredient marijuana, and have a good safety profile in humans. Not crazy. That's big news. Kind of rad. It, it, it's real big news. And so... Have I, you seen a boost in sales from that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting crazy. So, Met Naturals. Is that Met the company? Naturals. We haven't oh, yeah, talked we, about that. We haven't that. even said the name. Right. We, need, we should probably talk about that. So, Met Naturals. They're soon going to be Pfizer. <laughs> um, <laughs> we hope. And then we'll go on a trip with you with the money that you're going to get. That'd be so fun. Um, but yeah, Met Naturals. M-E-T-T. And I think there's a lot of people that want to try it. And hopefully if you're listening to this, you know, maybe we could talk to one of the partners and get a code. Wink, wink. Let's do that. Right? So people can try it out. And, I want to try and, it. I want to give right. it to family. Because like I have so many family members that can't go to sleep without like an Ambien yeah. or have Which, other kind oh, of things. Ambien is so bad. You know what I mean? But it's like, I would love if there was alternatives yeah well and to know which direction to go so if you're listening to this i'm sure there's a lot of people listening that have wanted to try it but kind of like me even though i'm a fan of it it's so hard to know which one to try because everyone says they have the best stuff but after kind of hearing the education that we got on you know mold and different farming techniques and seeds and strains like this kind of gives someone a safe place to start they know they're going to get something good and so, yeah, I think this could be really exciting. And so if you do end up trying it, we want to hear about it. Yeah, I think that'd we do. be really cool. Yeah. And so what would you suggest for someone who wants to try it out? Would it be the oil? Would it be the pill? Like, like where is, or does it depend what they're doing it for? Let's uh, match this with like somebody's use case, right? Okay. So like somebody like you and I who go to the gym every day and we're huge and totally. really muscular. <laughs> You're talking... Why aren't you looking at me? Well, I, I am looking at you. <laughs> no, somebody that's going to go to the gym. I play I pickleball. Dude, that's 100%. Thanks, man. You're really good at it. <laughs> I am. Except now I'm not because I had to have an MRI on my knee, so I'm retired. Well, let's get you back. We'll get you pro status. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm up to like a 4-0, 4-5. I'm, I'm playing pretty good. I that. But my knee is shot. 
So anyway, I'll stop now. I need oh, peppermint with the peppermint you're, gel. You're bringing up something that I have been thinking about all day. There is a location where I want to put some ball courts. I'm in. Okay. We'll talk about it it's after. Un, it's unreal how many people are playing. It's crazy. And the shortage, of course. Okay, I'll stop. Um, but yeah, the uh, peppermint pain cream, that's going to have some mentholatum in it. And so just realize menthol is a placebo, but what it right. does for the body is that it does increase like the feels or the circulation to an area. The challenge is, is a lot of people just throw so much menthol into something. So you're feeling that like uncomfortable. It's like biofreeze. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's uncomfortable. But like if in the event that you're feeling a little bit of it and then the circulation is going to that given area back, shoulders, whatever you've just hurt or you're nursing, it will start to really capture those pathway receptors of the pain and the inflammation and reduce those. We did a scientific study where we looked at inflammation, both cytokine inflammation that's more of the respiratory nature, and then just inflammation in the human cell. Right. Treating it with our product every single time reduced inflammation. Every single time. So everybody ha has inflammation, right? So if it's inflammation on the uh, topical side, I would definitely go with the peppermint pain cream. If in the event that you're dealing with something that's more internal and want to feel more holistic, you're probably best to either use that pain cream on your feet or use an oil base under your tongue. But I just start low and slow, right? right. Like there's a one milliliter dropper in each of the Is it safe for kids? See, that's what I, oh, for sure. So like giving my kids melatonin every night could this replace that? Yeah, it, it could. And and let me Should be it? let me be safe with this because you know you still got the uh, acronyms that uh, <laughs> may find this. Uh, Dare Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a fool and think that you're cool because drugs are tricky. Okay? Um, he really was an ambassador. Dude, I was. I was like so far into it. Um, anyways, like um, <clears throat> if in the event that somebody is listening and saying, okay, I, I'd like to try it. There is still that caution of if you've got a pediatrician or you've got somebody who's working with you, you need to talk to them. Right. But what I would tell you is that for the last year... I've had a seven-year-old who just really challenges, her sleep is challenged, right? We just for Christmas got her a Fitbit so that we could track her sleep cycles. Melatonin does some weird things to her. She wakes up, she's not rested, and she's angry. So we stopped melatonin. Well, melatonin isn't, what people don't realize is it's not like Benadryl. It's not like, it's a it's a circadian rhythm. Yep. I mean, it basically is meant to kind of mimic that. Yep. Right. And so, yeah, if depending on where the timing of your rhythm is naturally, I, I think it can have the opposite effect correct. on some kids. Yep. Correct. And that's what we were seeing with Tay. And so what I did is initially I was like, Hey, I'm not going to put the tincture. I'm not going to give her the tincture. She's six years old, you know, now seven. And I'm like, we'll put it on the bottoms of her feet. That girl, she falls immediately to sleep and her little sister that's four, they mm -hmm. share a bedroom. So if one gets kind of like excited and she's like right. not Wait, wanting to sleep, the they just don't sleep. And so when we use that on their feet and it's more frequent than it's not, they sleep like a dream. Really? And so that's how I use it on the littles. Okay. Now I have a 17, 15 mm -hmm. and uh, 12, almost 13 and like, 
they're adult bodied people. And so mm. I give them less of a dose, but I, I, I do as a parent feel good about giving it to my kids. Okay. I would just recommend anybody that's like, oh yeah, Scott Schwab told me it's, it's great for kids. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's safe for kids, but you've got to make that decision. It's probably safer than the, you know, three tablespoons of Benadryl that you're shoving down their throat on a road trip. Wait, you want to know something interesting? Uh, cannabinoids are found in breast milk. And so when mothers are breastfeeding their babies. That's a mic drop right there. <laughs> right? Mic drop. There's the uh, cannab- cannabinoid exchange. Everybody has an endocannabinoid system. So can everybody benefit from cannabinoids? Yeah. For sure. So That is fascinating. What about taste? How do you guys deal with that? Because that's like, especially on a full spectrum, like if you've tried, you know, full spectrum CBD before, it it doesn't taste great. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up because we have the best tasting products that you will ever taste. I mean, because that it's a big deal. It is. Like my mom is really into this stuff. I call her a witch doctor and she owns her own, her own, she is, what's the word I'm looking for? She has her, She's she has essential oils, professional? but okay. they are her own. That's awesome. Um, and so she tinctures them herself? Yep. She does wow. all that stuff. So. I want to meet her. She's awesome. We need to have her on here, but you know, she's given me some that she really likes. And I mean, it just tastes like garbage cannabis. Like it, it just, Oh man, it is rough. So, um, do you guys like tricks? Yes. So, uh, does it have sugar? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well time. Touche. Touche. Um, so our lemonade tastes like tricks. Really? And it is so good. And then our orange cream tastes like an orange dreamsicle. This no is way. your CBD oil taste like yeah. this stuff? Yeah, we we've flavored them all. I mean yeah, there, have to. there is a natural one that I would tell you that you're gonna be more earthy, but some people prefer that. Well see, and if it works, I don't care. Does I'm to the, the point now where I can handle like, it. Like reduce but. the potency or how it uh, works, the efficiency of it? No, we use all natural flavors, mm. meaning that we're taking them from the rinds of oranges, the rinds of lemons. Like right. we're very very much about the organic and none of these additives. And so when you taste it, it's going to be like you're tasting orange, but you're not losing efficacy. So great question. Wow. Okay. So where do we go to get some? Uh, Metnaturals.com. Okay. And I would just use the uh, code nitty. Yeah, let's do, or nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. Let's do nitty gritty. All together. Yeah. Right. No caps, folks. No caps. <laughs> um, no cap. But uh, as the kids would say. That's right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Why don't we give them a 10% discount? That's perfect. Let's do it. That, Does that work? Be, that yes. would be awesome. Okay. I want people trying it and I'm excited to get some too. Cause... And then I want to hear, I want to hear stories. Right. Uh, and if they, we if we get some good reviews, we'll give you. I'll go buy some more, and we'll give it to you for free. Yeah, we, we ought to do a giveaway. Yeah, we ought to do a giveaway. That would be kind of cool. How about well, we do this? We've got a uh, ultimate box, or we call it the starter kit. It's okay. eight products, so uh-huh. they get to try everything. Why don't we give away one? And Let's I'll just, do it. I'll yes. give you one of those, and you guys can give it away to somebody. That, <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Done. Okay. So, um, what do they have to do to enter it? Well, let's think about that. We'll, we'll, we'll think it. about it for the intro. Yeah, we'll do it on the intro. Um, are you guys getting into the pet space at all? Yeah, we've got a pet CBD tincture. I've been giving my dogs that. They both should be dead, but I think the CBD is helping. Seriously, like it's... Serious? I put like 15... They're big dogs, but I put like 15 to 20 drops in their food. Yeah. And I've definitely noticed a difference. Yeah. 
I'll get you a bacon flavor. Right. That's what our flavor is. And uh, my dog loves it. Loves, yeah. loves, loves it. But we, we have a single singular tincture for pets. We're coming out with a pet treat, but it won't be until Q2, Q3. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, but they're they're awesome. I'll get you some pet treats too. Because well, I'm happy it helps you came like I'm excited for hip dysplasia yeah. and some of like the the aging dogs. See, and that's it's what I've so got good. a Bernese Mountain Dog and a Newfoundland. And I mean for hips. Dude, I got a Bernese Mountain Dog. Do you really? Yeah. Well, it, I should say it's a Bernadoodle. Right. right. I was going to say. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not <laughs> a real say. man. <laughs> I, I, I'm more of a poodle kind of guy myself. Hey, we added a golden doodle. So <laughs> I, I, we feminined up a little bit. But yeah, it's funny. We have a one-year-old burnt or a golden doodle and just out there pissing off an eight, nine-year-old Newfoundland mm-hmm. and a Bernese. And, you know, eight, nine for those dogs is like 30. I mean, that's, they don't live, you know, they're usually nine to 10 years, but. Yeah. Is your newfie long hair? Oh yeah. <laughs> I love. Yeah. He's a Lancer, so it's white with big black spots all over him, but his whole head's awesome. black. He's a, he's a blast. He's so mellow, but. Yeah. But yeah, they have, they both have hip issues. Yeah. And my other dog, uh, the Bernese, you know, they're the most cancer prone dog of yep. all breeds. And he's got tumors all over his mm-hmm. body, but none of them have grown none of them have like my vet thought he'd be gone a year or two ago yeah and he's great and i use that cbd i i don't use it as much as i should but when you remember when i remember yeah i really do think it helps yeah i'll get you the peppermint or excuse me the peppermint the uh, bacon and then uh, give that to him and then i'll get you some uh treats to see how you like them but yeah i'll get them to you you bet. Well, wow, what a story. Well, thank it's, you. It's interesting. Thank you, guys. It's Dude, been that, a blast. The whole curriculum thing, I mean, you're probably using a ton of that. Oh, oh yeah. And all this research like, and the science behind it. Isn't it so cool oh, to yeah. see how everything has its purpose? And I mean, what you're doing with the university is really cool, but I have a feeling that what's going to affect the most people from your education and what you've learned is this. Totally. Because, I mean, you're talking to somebody that's like, do you have medical experience? It's just like, no, this is what you can learn when you're motivated and into it. And you don't have to have a piece of, I mean, be a doctor. That's different. But I mean, you're just an everyday guy like everybody else. Right. And it's amazing what you can learn and how much education you can just give yourself. And if you're into it. A lot of it probably just uh, has uh, a lot to do with the fact that I'm a Boise state graduate. (laughs) (laughs) Here it is again. Hey, just throwing it in there hey, just a couple of times. Hey, at least he's not wearing like all blue. I, right. I, yeah. I'm not that type of a fan. There's but. only one stadium. Okay. So I've been on a lot of yeah. fields with BYU because yeah. I do a lot with BYU. You played, right? I didn't. I played hockey. Okay. But there's only one stadium where the fans called me a fat mother effer. No. And it wasn't Utah. It was Rick's the Harvard College. of the West. <laughs> it was the Harvard of the Boise West. State University. <laughs> Rudest, worst fan yep. of any stadium by far that I've ever been to. Yeah. It was probably Gold Yeller that did it. <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> I, I will concur with you that some of the fans, uh, they're less than, yeah. you know, desirable. They're, they're yeah. just bored. Actually, I really like Boise. Boise's actually a, a lot of fun now. It's changed so yeah. much. Yeah, tons of fun. It really is fun. a cool town now. That's a but, place I could live, I'll be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. But, I'd live in Meridian, but yeah, it's beautiful. That's where we went on our family reunion, right? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Check out Parma, Idaho next time you're Parma. out Parma? Yeah, just really nice. Dude, I'm ready to get out of Utah County, so I'll look at it. I want to go somewhere smaller. 
I'm ready. I just want to take my Met Naturals. Hey, tell you what. Go live on a farm. If you guys want to this spring, come up to the farm. We'll put you up in our river house and have you guys come. That and, would be so fun. And if you like to hunt, like we're doing geese hunts right now. Oh, like, yeah. let's go and plan something either. Let's like, go. I'll wear, have you ever I'll, hunted? I'll wear Carhartt. <laughs> it's Carhartt. I know it Cart is. Heart. <laughs> you can't wear a beanie, though. That's the only <laughs> off limit things right now. Wait, have you ever bird hunted? No. Come. That, dude. That would be really fun. Okay, so if you guys want to schedule something, we've got a couple more weeks that we could do it now, or we can do it in the spring. Oh, so why wait till spring when we can do it now? <laughs> no, we'll have to talk because I know you're doing some traveling soon. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that we would that would be awesome. Love to have you come up with us. But I mean, it's really kind of like an invite to anybody that's that curious. Come right. up to the farm. That would be. Fun. Let us That'd know be... so we're not seeing you just right. walk through all the fields. But like, we'd love to do tours. Why is that guy out there sniffing our plants? <laughs> <laughs> That's a barbecue guy. Hey, son, it's it's a, not marijuana. It's like, none of this it. is working. Just <laughs> <laughs> out there coughing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been awesome. So, Thanks for having really me. Good. Really appreciate it, guys.